And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. I'm Mike Harrison, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. I want to thank you for joining me today. Today, I'm going to share some emails from our listeners, and I do get quite a few emails, and I really appreciate those. Ask Mike at luinc.com. If you have any real estate questions, thoughts, concerns, whatever you have, reach out. I'm, I'm happy to help and at least share what, uh, what I do or what I would do in that situation or what I have done in that situation. Again, my email address is askmike at luinc.com. So I have a few emails. I'm not going to share anyone's names out there. So if you've emailed me, don't worry about that side. But let's go through a few of these and maybe I can help some of you other listeners out there that may have some of the same thoughts or concerns regarding real estate investing. Hi, Mike. I've been listening to the show for a few months, decided to reach out. What do I need to know prior to real estate investing? I'm not ready to join, but am intrigued by the idea of investing in rental properties. I don't think my husband is on board, but if I could outline a plan or steps that I will need to take, then I will have some info for a conversation. Okay. There's a lot in that email. The first thing that stands out to me is... Um, this person doesn't say why they want to invest in rental properties or begin real estate investing. And do you want to retire? Is that what you want to do? You want to create enough wealth that you can eventually become financially free and walk away from a job? I don't know. Do you want to create cash flow? And, and these are important to know because a, a lot of the answer may depend on what your goals are. If you're wanting to just add some passive income in your life, create cash flow, there's some some very excellent strategies to do that. Are you trying to create wealth, long-term wealth, or maybe you just want to do it for the fun of it? There are a lot of us that we absolutely enjoy what we do. We enjoy buying properties. We enjoy taking an old dilapidated home, for example, and making it a clean, functional, wonderful place to live. But for me, initially, why did I begin investing in real estate? For me, it was about retirement, okay? Now, I began prior to Lifestyles Unlimited and didn't realize all the different ways that we essentially make money on a rental property. But I was I, I was trying to get to a number, a, a value within a fund, essentially, so that I could retire. Once I found Lifestyles Unlimited, I changed. It was about cash flow. Today, it's still about cash flow, but it's also about having fun. And I've made a lot of great friends at Lifestyles Unlimited. I've got a wonderful community that we network, we get together. But based on this email, I'm not sure what your goals are, but let me give you a few thoughts on how to essentially get some information and, and craft a plan so that you can have a conversation with your husband. The first thing I would tell you is don't rush. Do not get in a hurry. A, a lot of people they reach a point in life and then they're searching for that, you know, am I going to get a second job or what do I want to do? Or maybe they're just going through that midlife crisis, what have you, and they find real estate investing and then boom, they're type A, let's go, go, go. How 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 fast can I get as, as many properties as I want? Do not 
get in a hurry. Okay. Don't get in a hurry. Two of the biggest mistakes I made in real estate investing. Now, real estate investing is very forgiving. Okay. It's not like these were disastrous and, and I got wiped out. Not even, I mean, these didn't even move the needle. They were, they were just mistakes, but it was because I was in a hurry. There is, for instance, when I was buying single family properties, I think I was going from property number five to number six or number six to number seven. And as you go through this process, we use a hard money lender on the front and then we use a conventional lender on the back side. And I was at a point in, in my life where, and I didn't realize this, but the conventional lenders don't want you engaging in any other potential um, investments that will that will change, I guess it, it'll change the dynamics of your debt to income ratio, for instance. But I was um, literally probably maybe two or three weeks from signing out of that hard money loan into conventional, uh, into a conventional loan. That property was stabilized. There was always, there was already a resident in it. It was cash flowing. And I engaged, I found another property that I wanted to buy. I, there was the fear of missing out, the FOMO. And I went ahead and began that process with a hard money lender about 10 days, two weeks prior to getting out of that conventional wisdom world. Well, I, I bought that house. I bought both houses. I got them refied. I got them all, everything's stabilized and done. And I got a letter about four months later. It was bizarre from the lender on the first property. And that lender said, hey, we had some sort of stipulation that you couldn't engage in a, in another property and you're going to have to refinance with us. We are discontinuing our relationship with you, which was bizarre because by now I was already on another property beyond and, and it was just moving at that, that pace. And so no big deal. I had to pay to do a refi um, unnecessarily, in my opinion. Uh, so I, I refied, and then three or four months later, I had to refi again because they did not want a relationship with me. Their loss, because I went on and bought several more properties, but whatever. Um, so that was a mistake I made because I was in a hurry, um, and I engaged in, a, in another relationship. Now, another mistake I made was um, I didn't vet a multifamily investment properly. Yes, I'm one of the few people that have invested. Look. Don't invest anything you can't lose, okay? We're all big big people here. We put our pants on one leg at a time. Um, but I didn't vet a lead properly, and it was uh, his first property. I uh, ended up losing 17% on that deal, okay? Again, didn't move the needle of, of everything. My record investing in passive income apartment communities, by the way, is 23 and 1, okay? So this was the one, and... I, I was just starting out on that passive investing path that this guy popped up. I didn't vet him properly and invested in his deal, and, and he ended up having to sell that property. I'm Mike Harrison. Today I'm going through some emails from our listeners, and if you have an, any questions or concerns or thoughts about real estate investing, please reach out. My email address is askmike at luinc.com, askmike at luinc.com. We hit one in the last segment, and I didn't get through the entire email, but essentially uh, it was a person that reached out and she's considering, she wants, she basically, she wants to know what she needs to know prior to real estate investing. She's intrigued by the idea and, and she wants some, some ideas and some thoughts so she can have a conversation with her husband and possibly decide to 
take this path of real estate investing, of creating passive income, of creating wealth, of creating cash flow, of changing your life, of buying your life back one piece at a time. I encourage you to do it. I encourage you to go to our free workshop. That'll probably answer a lot of your questions, and that's freeworkshoplivestream.com, freeworkshoplivestream.com. But a few notes. Uh, my first note was be patient. Don't get in a hurry, okay? I don't know if this individual is a type A and and she's ready to hit the ground running and maybe she's one of those people that comes home and goes, hi, honey, guess what I did? Uh, I bought a rent house today. I, I don't want that happening, okay? Have a conversation and, and understand what you need to know prior to uh, beginning this absolute wonderful path of becoming a, a real estate investor. Now, a big part of it, the other side of this, don't get in a hurry and get educated, okay? When I started, I didn't realize that there was real estate investment groups all over the country. Whether you join Lifestyles Unlimited or not, there's groups out there. But get a proper real estate investment education. And in that education, you're going to learn the, the most important aspects of real estate investing, were, which are what are the risks and what are the rewards. You're going to learn that by being educated. You're going to understand what you're doing within that. Now, we absolutely invest in real estate for the rewards. We eliminate the risk with that evaluation, okay? The evaluation of the property. Is this going to make sense? Is this a good investment? Does this fit with the returns that I'm looking for? That's all done during the evaluation, and you'll evaluate a lot of properties. You'll say, no, not that one. That one doesn't work. That one doesn't work. That one doesn't work. And then eventually you're going to go, boom, this one looks good on paper. Let's take it the next step and let's go look at it. Let's get our contractor out there. Let's see what we need to do. And that's all done through the evaluation. And it's the evaluation where I eliminate my risk. You can never eliminate all of your risk, but you can eliminate, at least you know what you're getting into. Okay. You're mitigating the risk. How about that? I like that word. We're mitigating the risk and that's all done in the evaluation and you learn to evaluate with the education. So they're all tied together. Now, what else could I tell you to do? What are some other steps to go within this? Don't rush, get educated, learn your market. Okay. Learn your market. Where are you going to invest? You don't have to invest across the street or next door. That's a myth, okay? The rent house next door, the rent house where I can see it every day, when I drive by it every day, you don't have to do that. Do that if you want. It's more important is if you evaluate it and it makes sense, then that works. But you can live where you want and you can invest where you want. There's people that live in Hawaii and California and all of this country and they invest in Tennessee and Texas and Florida. Um, they invest where it makes sense to them. So learn your market, understand what those upfront costs are going to be. Yes, what we do costs money. So if you're going to invest in Phoenix, it's going to cost you more to buy property in, in Phoenix, Arizona than it is in Houston, Texas. If you're going to invest in Nashville, Tennessee, that's a different market than Jackson, Mississippi or Biloxi, Mississippi or Dallas, Texas. So you need to learn that market now, within that market, don't allow the cost to deter you. Like I said, Phoenix is more expensive than Houston. Does that mean you should always invest in Houston? No. If the deal in Phoenix or Tucson or wherever you are, again, mathematically makes sense, then the costs are relative, okay? 
you can get a house in Houston for $150,000. You might not be able to get one in Phoenix for less than $300,000. But everything's going to be different. You're probably going to have a little gain on property tax in Arizona compared to Texas. You're probably going to have a gain on the insurance cost in Arizona than you are in Texas because we have big storms. We have hail storms. We have uh, hurricanes. We have tropical storms. We have catastrophic freezes that freezes the entire state. We got bad weather. So yeah, our insurance, our property insurance is higher than it is in Arizona or than it would be in California. So learn the market, learn your upfront cost. Don't let the cost deter you. Make sure the deal makes sense. Um, can you make money with high interest rates? Yes, you can. People have been buying properties year after year after year for decades, okay? Don't let the interest rate uh, deter you because, again, it's a mathematical equation. Either the deal makes sense or it doesn't make sense. Now, within that evaluation, you're going to have to have a strategy. Back to what I asked in that first segment why are you doing this? Okay, why do you want to invest in real estate? Don't just go, I want to invest in real estate. What's your strategy? Is it cash flow? Is it future growth? Are you going to buy single family houses or are you going to invest in multifamily properties as a passive investor, as a lead investor? Do you want to own your own apartment community, an independent rental owner? That's what we call that. Maybe you want your own little five unit, eight unit, 10 unit, 12 unit, what have you. We teach that here at Lifestyles Unlimited, but understand your strategy. Now, speaking of Lifestyles Unlimited, what else do you need to do? And, and this is all pieces. I'm giving you stuff that you can take back and talk to your husband. You're going to need to join a local networking group, okay? Maybe it's Lifestyles. Maybe it's not. This is a path where others will help you. Real estate is a team sport. That local networking group group and it's okay to start small okay don't be intimidated you don't have a property yet you're going to and then eventually you're going to have one property and you're going to have two property but you're going to meet these folks at these networking groups and you're going to walk in don't be intimidated you're going to meet someone that owns five properties 10 properties 20 properties 50 properties 100 properties yes people that have a hundred single family homes still participate in networking groups there's no I know everything there is to know, and so I'm just, I don't need other people around me. That's the wrong way to look at this. So I hope you're okay meeting others, people like you. I hope you're okay engaging those people in conversations because they're the ones that are going to help you. This is where you're going to find a mentor. This is where you're going to meet realtors that cater toward investment properties. This is where you're going to meet wholesalers that can put you literally at, at arm's length from a property that may or may not make sense for you and they'll show you several different properties or at least they'll send you an email and say what about this property what about that property so your education is going to help you evaluate it this is where you're going to meet lenders yes there are lenders that cater toward real estate investors these are people that structure everything toward real estate investing this is where you're going to meet contractors. This is where you're going to meet and create that team of folks that are going to help you. Don't do it on your own. I hope that gives you enough information to go back and have a conversation with your husband. My name is Mike Harrison. You're listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. 
got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. Stop waiting. Stop sitting around. Stop procrastinating. This is your time. Make it happen. Do it now. When's the best time? Now. People go, well, I don't know. It's going to crash. It's going to be better next year. It's a, I've got to listen to four more classes. I love guys come up to me all the time. You know, I've been listening to you on the radio for eight years now, right? <laughs> I go, and you're not rich yet? Well, really, I'm thinking about joining next month. Do it now. Learn the skills you need to retire with real estate in five years or less. Do it now. Register for the Lifestyles Unlimited free online workshop. Lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. I'm Mike Harrison, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. We're going through some email questions from our listeners. I do appreciate getting emails, and I do respond personally to each and every email I get. My email address is askmike at luinc.com, askmike at luinc.com. So here's an email. It says, Mike, what's going on with housing? On one hand, I read that there are not enough houses for people and huge demand. On the other hand, I have read recent articles that say demand is falling and that new construction starts are slowing. What is correct? Great question. Let's see if we can unpeel this. Both are correct. Okay. Both of those scenarios are correct. There are two types of demand and you're mixing the two of these together. So uh, allow me to explain. There is the want and need demand. There is a want for housing, a huge want. There is a huge need for housing. And then there's market driven demand. In the last six months, we've gone from sub 3% interest rates to greater than 6%. The world has changed in six months, rapidly changed. We have high inflation and that is, is, that's changing that market side of the equation. But let's go back into that want, need, demand, and then eventually let's get to that market demand and talk about these. So the want, need, demand is the number of people it, this has nothing to do with ability, okay? Nothing to do with ability to purchase, okay? This is, in fact, there's a want, need, demand for rental property, too. People just need a place to live. But this is the number of people who want to purchase a home right now divided by the availability, okay? This is where you read, you're looking at things, and it says, are we millions of homes short? Yes, we are. Absolutely, we are. Um, we're millions of homes short for renters. There's lots of people living with their parents and they'd like to get out and get their own place. There's lots of people that have roommates and they'd like to get their own place. This is not a recent development. This has been going on for well over a decade. In fact, 2008, 2010, we lost a lot of home builders. They went out of business and that demand never changed. It was always there. It just got pinned up, pinned up, pinned up. And we started making up for some of that demand here in the last few recent years. 
But what's happened now? Well, now we've gone into a situation where the market-driven demand has changed, okay? Um, in, in 2008, the two of these merged. Um, there was this, uh, did the market, when I say there was a market crash in 2008 and 2010, uh, did the stock market go down? Yes, but it went down because of mortgage-backed securities. So it was really the housing crisis created the crash within the stock market. One affected the other, and so uh, both were down, but it was based on home mortgage-backed securities, um, not like your everyday stock per se, okay? So it was these home, uh, they were they were literally loaning too much money to people that didn't have the ability to pay that back. And that sounds harsh, but it's the truth, okay? They were loaning too much to folks that didn't have the ability to pay it back, and the economy tanked. And with that, layoffs followed, and with the layoffs, the crash came, and millions of people went out of business. Builders, carpenters, various suppliers, specialty contractors, distributors, uh, electricians, roofers, brick masons, everybody. Plumbers, there's 10 other trades that I'm leaving out. Realtors, lenders, title companies. Think about all the people associated with the home building industry. That all crashed because of the lenders. The lenders were, uh, they were not behaving in a responsible manner and they were writing these loans and then they sold these loans to people and they said, hey, this is a AAA rated uh, package of securities. Uh, this is uh, people's property that they own and there's nothing safer than this. And, and actually it was, it was overinflated. It was a giant bubble. But back to the question, at that time, there was suddenly... There was, there was a lot of people that were having to sell their house, and they couldn't sell their house. So in your mind, you may be saying, well, the demand went down. The market demand went down. People couldn't afford to buy a house. People couldn't afford to pay their mortgage, so they had to sell the properties, and banks couldn't give them away. Uh, it, real estate investors cleaned up. Uh, they knew the value of those properties, but that's that's a different story. I'm just talking about what's going on in here. Did the want or demand for people that wanted to own their home decrease? No, they wanted to keep their home. They just didn't have a job. They couldn't pay the mortgage. Other people that were uh, renters, did they want to get out and buy their own home? Yes, but th they didn't have, uh, they weren't able to get lending or they were out of work or what have you. There was so much fear, but that the people that wanted housing, clean and functional housing, didn't change. What changed was the market-driven demand, okay? The job layoffs, the consumer confidence, all of that drove it down. Um, the economy and the ability for a consumer to participate is what changed. So understand the difference. You can't look at 2008 and 2010 and say, well, there wasn't a housing crisis then. We had too much housing. No, you didn't have too much housing. You had too many people that couldn't afford the housing. So I hope I, I kind of clarified the, the air. We're going through a bit of a change right now. The want, need, is going to be there. What's changing is the ability to purchase those properties. Interest rates have gone up. Inflation's through the roof, so you can't stretch the dollar. And, and because of uh, essentially inflation, 
assets are inflating as well, right? You have appreciation, and so houses are getting more expensive, and that's going to continue, by the way. Um, but the ability of people to buy these properties is decreasing, okay? The market-driven demand is making that such. It's just not the ability to get it. But the want and need are still there. So both of those scenarios are correct. All right, next email. Mike, my daughter is 21 and wants to start real estate investing. She doesn't make a ton of money, but she does have a good job. Recently, her company said she is available for her 401k. Uh, I guess that means eligible, but she's available. Okay. As she doesn't have enough money to buy a rental property, what do you advise? I've heard you mention that your daughter uh, is thinking about real estate. It sounds like she's the same age. Yes, this hits very close to home. My daughter is 22 and she's essentially in the same stage of life. Um, she doesn't, she's not as interested as your daughter. My daughter has realized what real estate can do for you and how it can change your life, but she hasn't, I, I guess the importance for her of where she is in life, um, it, to be an investor is not, it's not up there to where I'd like it to be as her father. And I can't, I, you know, I can't make her invest. I mean, she wants to be an investor. She's gone to case study. Um, my, ne my next step really, uh, and again, maybe your daughter's ahead is get them to the financial freedom seminar, get them to that, that two day, uh, 16 hours where we teach, uh, single family investing on day one, multifamily investing on day two. We go through everything top to bottom, and we call that the Financial Freedom Seminar. You can find that at uh, buymylifeback.com or, or givemetotalfreedom.com. I believe both of those will work, givemetotalfreedom.com. You can you can go to that or you can go to the Lifestyles Unlimited website. But if if she's that interested and you can and she's serious about it, you can sign up and, and join Lifestyles Unlimited and she can go to the two day and really learn it top to bottom. And that's really going to stimulate where she wants to go as a real estate investor uh, and understand that. Now, one strategy that I am doing with my daughter and I know some other real estate investors do it is I'm, I'm taking $5,000 chunks from her and I'm putting that into some of my deals that I have and I'm paying her on that side. So I think that interest is going to continue. I hope that helps you. I'm Mike Harrison. We're reviewing some email questions from our listeners. And again, if you have any questions at all, I'm here to help. My email address is askmike at luinc.com. Askmike at luinc.com. I also want to invite you to save the date, February 15th through 18th, 2023. Irving, Texas, our Wealth and Passive Income Expo and Master's Tour. We're coming back to Irving. We were here two years ago. Uh, typically, we're in Houston, but a great venue, that Toyota Music Factory. So I hope you can save those dates and, and come to the Wealth and Passive Income Expo. There's going to be breakout educational sessions, a lot of networking opportunities with other investors from all over the country, and then the Master's Tour. And if you don't know what the Master's Tour is, Master's Tour is going to be for those of you that are interested in investing in apartment communities. You get to go sit on a bus, tour four properties. There'll be a lead investor at each property, and they're going to invite you in, and they're going to show you, uh, along with 50 other people on the bus. And there's going to be some multifamily mentors on the bus answering questions. But you get to go see the properties that these leads have purchased, these apartment communities, and they'll show you. They'll say, hey, here's where the property was positioned before. 
Here's what we're doing to make it a clean, functional, better place to live and create literally a community of people that want to be on the property. Here's the amenities that we're adding to the property. Here's what our premium unit looks like. You get to see it all. You get to ask all the questions. And also you get to review the math. How much was the investment? How much is the cash flow? What's it paying on the dividends? You get to see that entire side. Because again, at the end of the day, we are buying these properties. We're making them great, clean, functional places to live. But it is an investment. We're looking for that return. And you'll get to see those returns on that multifamily, on that master's tour. Those tickets, that part of it, of the expo, will sell out. So I encourage you to go to Wealth and Passive Income expo.com wealth and passive income expo.com and save those dates in february we were reviewing an email from one of our listeners about their daughter who's 21 uh, wants to start real estate investing that's what they say so i have a daughter that's very similar in the same age but they also went on there's a second part of this email and it she's eligible for her 401k so on one hand Sounds like, she, like, hey, I want to be a real estate investor. On the other hand, I have this new job, and, and now I can uh, invest in my 401k. Now, I might not go where you think I'm going to go because I am anti-401k. I am anti-401k. I cashed mine out years ago. I put it all into real estate, and it was it was the best move I've, I've ever made. How, the only time a 401 makes sense to me the only time and again my daughter is right there right now there's a company match at my daughter's company if your daughter doesn't have a match at her company then decline the 401k save those funds and and put them into real estate but if if they have a match and your daughter does not have enough to begin investing in real estate. How much is enough? Thirty-five to fifty thousand dollars to get started. Twenty-five for that first passive multifamily investment minimum. But if you're going to buy a single-family property here in Dallas, what worth thirty-five to fifty thousand dollars? Oftentimes it could be much less than that. But I, I need to give you some math to prepare yourself. So if she doesn't have that. And she can get that match. So what do I mean by match? If they take 3% out of your check, the company will give you 3%. I'm going to tell you to go ahead and do that right now during these these early years because that's 100%. Well, is it 100% return? Let's go through it. Uh, it sounds like 100% return on paper. It's not because two things are going to happen. If you can do that and that helps you, that 100% helps you suddenly get to that 25 35 $50,000 to begin your real estate investing career. As soon as it hits that number, we're going to cash that 401k out. We're going to pay the 10% and we're going to pay the taxes on it. So that free money is going to help you, but but consider consider 40% of it's going to go away in that uh, in the taxes and in in the penalty side. But just the only time I'm ever going to tell you to do it is just to get that first pop and then you can put that into property. Okay, we're going to use that strategy at that time. Um, my daughter, I told her to do the same thing, but she's also given me little chunks of five thousand here and there. And I learned this actually from some other real estate investors. How can we get our kids more involved? And so she'll she'll give me five thousand, and that'll be in one of my properties. Um, I might have a hundred grand in the deal. I might have fifty grand in the deal. But I treat, really, she gives it to me, and then I invest it. But on the back side, when I'm getting a dividend or when we're getting a payment or when we do a refi, 
I'm giving her her portion, not really, and keeping that in a fund. And then once we get to that 25, that 50, what have you, um, so that we can then properly put it into a property. Um, and by that time, she should be more interested. Um, again, my daughter's early 20s, uh, just got a, a great job. It was the job she wanted, and um, that's her world right now. And I'm not going to make her do anything different. I uh, I don't think that's that's just not our strategy. Some kids at that age are way ahead. They're much further along. I have met some children of our investors that are investing themselves at a at a young age, 14, 15, 16, that are fully ingrained in that real estate investment world. Uh, I met the daughter of one of our mentors, and she bought her own apartment community. I think it was just a little five, maybe a, a little eight-unit apartment community. Um so that's tremendous. Uh, if your kid is motivated like that and you can get them to join Lifestyles Unlimited or the local investing group in your city uh, and show them a different way other than that conventional wisdom world to get ahead and create wealth in life, then I'm all for it. So uh, great email. Thanks for emailing me. Now, I want to change gears a little bit. I was reading something as I was putting this show together uh, that was interesting, and it was an article that just came out. Um, the other day, and the title of the article, it's from U.S. News Money, and it's Where Do I Fall in the American Economic Class System? And it was interesting. It caught my eye. Where do I fall in the American Economic Class System? And it talks about different ways to look at, um, you know, obviously we're all graded by class. I mean, the government's doing this. Are you in the poor class, middle class? Are you rich? And what are those numbers that would pertain to where you are okay now this is regardless of mindset i mean you may have the mentality that i'm this person um but financially maybe you are maybe you're not but they did the breakdown and the breakdowns from 2019 incomes for a family of three and in uh, and and by the way these dollars i'd love to see it for 2022 because the dollars with with the inflation side of it my gosh uh, I promise you these numbers have changed. The middle class is absolutely getting crushed. If you've got 9, 10, 15% inflation, that means that's 9 or 10 or 15% less that your dollar can purchase. But poor or near poor, as they label it, means a take home of $32,048 or less. $32,048 or less. Lower to middle class is 32 to 53. Um, 32 to 53,000. And this is all based on annual income. What's funny is they don't do it on wealth at all. I mean, as a real estate investor, some of us are showing that we made no money last year because we're depreciating our properties or we've got the K-1s or, or what have you. Middle class, okay? What is middle class? That's 53,000 to 106,827. I love how they have it down to the dollar. Why don't they just say 107,000? 53 to 107, but they go 53 to 53,413 to 106,827. Now, getting up there, just for, for interest's sake, what would make you upper middle class? Boy, that sounds haughty. Uh, $106,827 to $373,894. Let's call it 107 to 374. So if you're earning 107 to 3 
$374,000 a year annually, that makes you upper middle class. So obviously rich is anyone who earns more than $374,000 and up. Um, But again, what I find interesting is these studies are all based on income and net worth. And, And to me, salary, a good check doesn't mean you're this or that, or a smaller check doesn't mean you're this or that. It's not what you make. It's what you keep. Okay. There's a lot of people out there that have great jobs and they earn great money. Let's call them upper middle class. They're earning more than $107,000 a year. Did you know that if you earn more than $107,000 a year, you are upper middle class, according to this breakdown, uh, this economic breakdown, this analysis, I will tell you this. If you're a hunt, if you're earning $107,000 a year and you have three kids, four kids, five kids, um, maybe you had a divorce, maybe you have some health issues uh, that need to be addressed, you're not upper middle class at all. You are struggling to get ahead. You are struggling to make ends meet. Those dollars aren't going very far in any way, shape, or form. You're not upper middle class. Um, again, these are 2019 numbers. They're not 2022 numbers. Uh, would love to see those, but I just think it's always interesting to look at stuff like that and then maybe put it in comparison with where are we and, and how are we. I will tell you this. Don't focus on what you make. Focus on what you keep. Put that into real estate. Double it every three or four years and change your life for real. My name is Mike Harrison. Remember, it's not the money. It's the lifestyle. Make it a great day. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.